The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning. I am Shannon Penrod and I'm so beclamped uh, at that new opening. That is our new opening for Autism Live. Today is the first day that we are Autism Live on the Autism Network. And that is our brand new opening. And here's the thing that I love about it the most is that we are trying here at Autism Live to walk our talk and model the behavior whenever possible. And so I am so proud that opener was designed top to bottom by individuals who are on the autism spectrum. They came up with the concept. They did the artwork. The music uh, was designed and recorded and written and composed all by people on the autism spectrum uh, for which they were paid. Um, so that's a very exciting thing for me. That makes my heart beat a little bit faster. Um, and I'm super duper proud of that. So I hope that you guys will get used to that new opening short and sweet. Uh, so, uh, very, very exciting. We want to give a big shout out to Spectrum Laboratories for helping, uh, to connect us with artists, uh, that did this work for us and for their ongoing mentorship of artists who do this kind of work. If you're looking for graphics or, um, music or animation or something like that and you want to hire somebody like we did on the autism spectrum and you want to know that they're having a happy productive experience working for you we really want to encourage you to ch check out spectrum laboratories and because we've twice had a really good experience with them first we went and said we need music for the show um a while back we you know we had said this is really important we've it's always a problem um, uh, let's be honest, on the internet when you're using music and having music that is, you know, yours, that you own the rights to, that you're not impinging upon anyone, um, that fits your, your brand, whatever you're, whatever it is that you're doing, the, the mode from which you're speaking. And, uh, so we had contracted with them, I guess it was like a year and a half ago to make us several different kinds, you know, sting and a a short piece and a longer piece and had such a good experience so that we were so thrilled to go back to them for this animation. And I just couldn't be more excited. I hope that uh, in the coming weeks, we will have some of the artists on who will talk about the work that they did for us. And we hope to continue to um, have work for them. So you guys probably all have questions about what the heck is going on over here. We're so excited because, um, you know, I'm at the this life change point in my life where I had this big old epiphany. I talked about this a little bit last week, um, but I had a big old epiphany and um, decided that I needed to do things a little bit differently. And I needed to focus on areas of my life that were the most rewarding to me and the most where I felt like I was on point on mission. Right. And that meant leaving some other things that I dearly loved and that I found very rewarding, but that I just didn't feel like they were, they were calling me as much as, as telling stories in this medium. So um, I am so proud and thankful to the Center for Autism and Related Disorders that, because 11 years ago, we started Autism Live together. 
And when I said to them, listen, I, I got some other stuff I got to go do. I'm not going to have, you know, the time to devote to some of the projects that we've done. And I, I, I need you to release me to go do that. They not only gave me the space to do that, but they gave us, you and I, the autism community, Autism Live and said, please, please include that in what you're doing. Because I said, I want to tell stories in a, in a, for the media uh, in 3D media. And they said, please take autism live and um, we give you your wings. And what a great thing. Uh, what a great thing. We just want to thank the Center for Autism and Related Disorders, first of all, for being an amazing resource for the autism community. I thank them personally, because don't kid yourself. They gave me back my child. Um, <laughs> they're always going to be top on my list for that. That's where I got my child back. Um, and then they gave me a home in which to create this medium. It was time for me to go. I watched my child graduate and I thought, I need to graduate too. I I've been, I've, I've been resting on my laurels over there at the center for autism and I need to stand on my own. They said, take, take your baby, your second baby autism live with you. We, we want to support you in that way. So how amazing are they? Uh, a big thank you to the center for autism and related disorders. Uh, always going to be at the center of my heart, right? But what this does for us is gives us uh, a, a way that we can run freely and tell all the stories that we want. So you're going to see some changes happen here. Some are going to be slow changes. Some are going to be um, big changes. Some are going to be small changes, right? Um, but we are live right now with you. I should have started with that, right, Traven? And we're going to be live for this hour. We've got some great guests coming up for you, and we're going to do the jargon of the day. It's going to look very similar to what it was before, but I want you to know that behind the scenes, there are a lot of things that are changing and that we hope that at the start of the new year, we're going to be launching a new podcast, which uh, the, the plan for it is to be called Stories from the Spectrum, and that will feature voices from the autism community, people who are actually autistic. We say all the time on this show how we want to make a space and we feature people that are on the spectrum. We have a guest who's on the spectrum today and that's important and we want to continue that, but we also want to create a space, uh, a playground, a sandbox, if you will, for people who are on the autism spectrum to create work and to share it and to still have ownership of their work. That's super duper important to me. When you create something, you know, I, I want for these young artists to have the ability to own their work. So uh, look for that from us a little bit uh, later on. We're also uh, taking on a bunch of interns and young people that we're going to mentor. Um, that's going to take us a couple of months here to get completely figured out. We're going to start slowly and then hopefully add more. But if you are someone who is on the spectrum and watching and want to be involved, it now is a great time to reach out. I don't have all the answers for you. Uh, they're still in the making, but I hope that you will participate with us. Here's one of the biggest things though, is that um, we're going to be continuing the things that make sense here and that work here. Uh, the biggest of those things is Ask Dr. Doreen. You guys love that. That has been the cornerstone of Autism Live. I believe that it's the reason why we're the number one podcast. But we're going to separate things out a little bit and make Ask Dr. Doreen its very own podcast um, and give you guys more opportunities to ask your questions and to get answers in more platforms. So stay tuned for that because, you know, there's nobody... 
I always say this about Dr. Grand Pichet. I'm going to get real emotional here. I've said this for a lot of years. Um, she's the only person that I know of that I would follow into a burning building. Why is that? Because I would know she was going in for the right reasons and that there was a, there was a plan. You know what I mean? Um, so I love the fact that she's willing to continue working with us and that uh, we have a space for her to amplify her voice because she's got it going on. As you guys know, who watch Ask Dr. Doreen, she's got it going on. That woman's got some answers. And we want you guys to bring your questions to her. So that's wonderful. Now, we're also not losing other things. Bonnie Yates is going to continue to be a part of what we do. Uh, you're going to see that uh, we're going to have some content from her that's going to drop in a very interesting way, as is the, the content that will be from Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. Nancy, Nancy Allspot-Jackson will still be my sidekick for that. And uh, you'll see that some of our shows are were called Autism Live. So some of those shows are going to be live and meant to be interactive with you. And some of them are going to be pre-recorded and have, have a little bit different fresh take to them. So we're really, really excited that you're here for all the things that come. Hey, while we're talking about where we're live, we're live right now on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We are live... Uh, in many different places. Uh, so we look forward to hearing your comments. I'm saying hello to Orlando. I'm saying uh, uh, hi to Carrie Mallory Thompson, who says, uh, show it again. I miss it. It's very short. You know, our, our opener used to be really long. Traven, is it something we can show again? You probably have something else loaded. Uh, and Michael says, please, yes, show it again. Uh, do we need to do jargon first or can you show the opener, uh, Traven? Hey, Katie DiRamondo one of my favorite people on the face of the planet. So glad you're here, girl. Uh, I'll show it again. You can show it again? Okay, let's, yeah, let's I'll show, show it, it again. Give me a second, I'll load it up. Okay, so that was Traven. And for those of you who have not yet met Traven, Traven is our fabulous uh, everything. <laughs> he is the, he's our uh, technical director. He's our, he's the person in charge. It looks like I'm in charge, but that's a lie. Traven is the person who is in charge of everything. Traven's the one who makes the magic happen. If you've ever tried to see, watch me do a show without Traven, you know it's all Traven. Traven's got the whole thing under control. So let me know when you're ready, Traven, and, and we'll show you the opener again. We want to make sure that everybody knows that again, top to bottom. Completely all right, yeah, bottom. let's show it. All right, Traven says it's time. Let's take a look. This is our new opener. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> I just love it. Every time I watch it, I get goosies. Uh, I just absolutely love it. It's short, sweet, to the point, beautiful. Um, I, I, I love that uh, it's that growth thing. There we go. Katie loves it. Well, then now we know it's good. Uh, if Katie loved it, it's good. Uh, so I hope you guys like it. Uh, so it won't take as long to get to the content, but it, I think it says all the things that we want to say. We want you to find a home here and we're growing something. There, Michael uh, said, thank you so much. Did you like it, Michael? That's the important question. And Carrie Mallory Thompson, did you like it? Did it did it give you goosies? Okay. And I think the music is awesome too. Also designed, completely composed, 
created by individuals on the spectrum. Again, thank you to Spectrum Laboratories for the wonderful that they do work they do uh, mentoring these wonderful artists. And again, everybody was paid for their work. Love, love, love that. Hey, I've got an announcement for those of you who are on the spectrum or have kiddos on the spectrum. We, we have this new entity that has been formed called the Autism Network. We are looking for a logo for the Autism Network. And so we're going to be starting a contest. We don't have all the rules all spec'd out for you yet, but we're starting a contest. I do know that there is going to be a $500 prize for the number one logo design for the Autism Network. There will be uh, specs next week uh, because there's things that I don't know uh, you know, what size it has to be and it has to be scalable. And, you know, I think there are going to be, you're going to have to submit three different, um, types of the logo. So all of that will be available next week, but be thinking about it. The autism network needs a new logo and we want the, uh, this contest is open to individuals who are on the autism spectrum. Uh, so there we go. And Creedy, I would love, uh, to, uh, to be on your platform. So uh, for those of you who want to reach out to me, uh, my old email still works, s.penrod at autism-live.com. But I have a new email that's even easier to remember. They're, they're the same place. Uh, it's shannon at autism-live.com. So much easier. Shannon at autism-live.com, but the old one works as well. We tested it out yesterday. There were a couple of days where my, while my email was being migrated where it did not work, and I've lost those emails. And some of them, I think, were from toy companies, so I'm very concerned about that. If you emailed me in the last week, please email me again because chances are I did not get it. That is life. Okay, we got to talk about a couple of different things here because we've got great guests coming up for you. Uh, so, so thrilled. Yadira Calderon and her wonderful daughter, Rainbow Mosho, are going to be here. And we have a surprise for them when they're here about this year's Toy Guide. So we're really looking forward to that. But uh, as always, on Thursday, we like to start this thing off with something we have fondly referred to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym, and we try to figure out what in the hey, nani nani, are those experts talking about? Why do we need to learn this term? Is this something that's really important? Couldn't we just be left alone? <laughs> right? And then, you know, when you decide, okay, I want to know what the term means, and you look it up, and you just about want to beat your head against a wall because the definition makes no sense to you either. So here's what we do here. We give you first the actual definition uh, from, you know, somewhere the internet textbook or whatever, which is the frustrating one. And what do we do with that? We make fun of it because really that's all you have as an option, Right. And then we give you the working definition, which sometimes makes the experts break out into hives. I just think that's a plus. And I try to give you an example so that it begins to make sense. Be kind to yourself, though. If it still doesn't make sense, don't beat yourself up about it. Because some of these things, it has a gestation period. It has to ferment, right? Um, and it'll take a little while. But you know, a little bit at a time and you'll see it all starts to make sense. And sometimes you have to have one jargon term before another one makes sense. And then you go, oh, I think I get it. Okay. 
So today's jargon term is one of those terms that I used to make fun of and go, who uses that in a sentence? Uh, but then once I began to understand the role it was going to play in my child's development, and I went, oh, that's the thing I wouldn't want more than anything else. Oh, so now I know to ask for this. Yeah, that's why we do the jargon. So let's take a look at what today's jargon term is. You ready for this? Introverbal. Doesn't that sound like a word that you're going to just, it's going to roll off your tongue and you're going to use this whenever you're talking to your mother-in-law? <clears throat> no, not at all. So, uh, but trust me, once you know what it is, you're going to go, oh yeah, no, I want that. Um, so let's take a look, Traven. What's our actual definition for introverbal? Let's see how bad it is. <laughs> introverbal. I always use my elevator voice. An elementary, elementary, excuse me, verbal operant, which is right where you lose me. The minute you say operant or verbal operant, I'm out, right? Involving a response that is evoked by a verbal discriminative stimulus. Oh, again, a phrase that will put me right to sleep or banging my head against a wall. Verbal discriminative stimulus, huh, what? That does not have point-to-point -point correspondence with that verbal stimulus. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the very reason why we do jargon of the day, because this is only useful to someone if they already have the words, the letters BCBA after their name. For the rest of us, what in the hey, nani nani does this mean? So let's wipe that away. <laughs> Let that leave your mind and let's go on to our working definition. Introverbal. Something somebody says in response to the language of another person. It's conversational language. How many of you over the years have written and said, okay, my child took speech and they learned labels. They can, you know, you can show them a flashcard and point to it and they go book. And you can show them a flashcard and you can point to it and they say apple. But what I want is to say to them, how was school today and have them give me an answer that I can understand. So that's what an introverbal is. An introverbal is when I say something to you like, um, you know, what's your favorite fruit? But I have, and you say to me, uh, I love apples. Now, my question didn't have anything to do with apples in it. So in order for you to answer you had to be able to hear and decipher that, first of all, it was a question. You needed to know what it meant to have something be a favorite. You needed to understand what the classification of fruit was, right? You needed to be able to go to the drop-down menu in your head and go, okay, here are all these fruits. Which one do I like? And they're asking me, which, like, you know, what, what one do I like the most, Right. That's a lot of deciphering in order to be able to then pull all that up and respond, I like apples. That's a lot, but is that's an interverbal. When you are responding to something and that whole thing about point-to-point -point correspondence, notice that in my question, I didn't have apple in it, but the person responded with an apple. That's true conversation. It's conversational speech. I ask you something. I think of it like a, a throwing a baseball back and forth. So I, I throw the baseball to you and say, what's your favorite fruit? And you throw the baseball back to me and you say, I like apples. Now, in true conversation, we could that could veer in many different directions. But the key is to get as many volleys back and forth. 
And when we can get that, that's when we have that true conversation where, you know, you really feel like you're, 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 you're being treated to what's going on with this person to some degree, right? It's not the be all end all, but it sure feels like it, right? When you're a parent and you want to, we all want to talk to our kids. We all want to get inside their heads. We want to know what they're thinking. We want to know what they want. We want to know what they're feeling. That's, you know, always, it doesn't matter whether our children are three or 33 or 103. We want to have that kind of a conversation with them. So uh, an interverbal is something that isn't, I want to make sure I clarify this, it isn't necessarily vocal. For those of you who are using assistive technology, either for yourself or your loved one is, you know, interverbals can, uh, can be with pecs or through other iconic communication, but it is answering and having a, a conversation volley back and forth. And it doesn't have to be that point to point correspondence that they were talking about in the definition. Um, it doesn't have to have point to point correspondence. So I, if I say to you, what do you want to have for dinner? Um, I don't have to say, would you like, uh, a bagel with cream cheese, or would you like pot roast? Right? Because then the person, that's a little bit of a prompt. And the person could say, I want pot roast. Right? But if I say, what do you want for dinner? And you have to go through all of those menus in your head to decide what do I want for dinner? And then respond back with that with nobody having said those words. That's interverbal. That's where we all want to get to. So um, if you've got somebody in your life who's labeling, and they're able to say what something is. And you're like, how do I bridge the gap? How do I get to that promised land where I really want to be? Interverbal is the key. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great to know? That's the word when you're talking to professionals. Because a lot of times you got to know the word so you can speak their lingo with them. When, there's, when you're saying, yeah, to the speech, the speech and language pathologist, you can say to them, well, you know, they're labeling. When are we going to get to interverbal? And that the SLP will go, oh, okay, somebody's been studying up, right? But now you know what to ask for so that you get that thing that you want. I love interverbals. It's the promised land. Okay. And when you can get that volley going back and forth, I, I remember on, is it the Vineland where you have to answer all the questions? And one of them is, my child can respond with one word um, answers to questions. I remember when I got to fill that one in and go, yes. And that was a party. Right. And then uh, it was, you know, a few months later, it was like my my child can respond with two word uh, responses. Woo, that was exciting. And then it was my child can respond. And and uh, we have multiple turns in a conversation. And for, you know, I want to say for a couple of years, that was a no. And my heart hurt every time I had to say that. And then suddenly I could say we volleyed back twice and then we volleyed back four times. And I remember when we got to seven volleys back and forth, I stopped counting and we just lived the rest of our lives and lived happily ever after. I mean, not really, but yes, really. So there you go. Interverbal, super duper important. If you're growing language, boy, that's the, that's the key. All right. Let's take a look at what our question of the day is. Uh, what's your strongest sense for you? We're talking about you now because here's the thing. I think when we understand this stuff for ourselves, it helps us to understand for the people in our lives that we love that are on the autism spectrum, right? So think about it for yourself. What is your strongest sense? 
Hey, by the way, uh, Temple Grandin, Dr. Temple Grandin, who we love, is going to be joining us in a couple of weeks um, on a Friday. I don't know what that date is. Uh, it's not the 15th. It's the week after. She's going to be joining us live, and I'm taking questions uh, to ask her. But I bring her up right now because if you ask Temple what her strongest sense is, she'll tell you that she has a very heightened visual sense that she, the way she sees things and remembers things, very heightened visual sense, really strong. They've even done a scan of her brain to see her visual cortex. And for most of us, you know, it's, it's a very thin tree. And on her, it is a substantial, like, you know, uh, oak, <laughs> like, like a sequoia, uh, because it's her strongest sense. Some people, their strongest sense is uh, auditory. Like for people who are into music, uh, hearing music, it's just, it's a stronger sense for them, right? Um, other people are very tactile. And the way something feels is uh, way, the way it dominates for them. We used to have a wonderful person who worked on the show, uh, Cindy, and we would get all the toys. And, and I would be looking at the toys and doing all kinds of things. With the toy. Cindy would feel the boxes and feel them. And she'd go, oh, this is a good one. It feels good, <laughs> right? Totally her strongest sense. Uh, if it didn't feel good, didn't matter how great it was, if it was like the wrong feel of plastic to it, wasn't her thing. Uh, so what is your strongest sense? What is the thing for you? And contrary to that, what's your, what's your weakest sense? What's the one that you struggle the most with? I think that, uh, I have a very strong visual sense and, um, I have a very sensitive, uh, ear. So there are things that I can't be in the room with that drive me woo crazy. Uh, certain sounds that I just can't deal. And if people are standing right behind me and talking, I cannot focus on anything in front of me. It's just not going to happen. And I've tried working on it. Mm -mm -mm. So now when you've thought about and write into us, what's your strongest sense, then start to think about the people that you love on the autism spectrum. What do you think their strongest sense is? And, and is there a sense that they have a little bit more challenges with? Because if we're truly loving to the people in our lives, we want to be thinking about what is their strongest sense. As a former teacher, knowing what someone's strongest sense is helps me to teach, right? Knowing what where their sensitivities are or where they need to build strength helps me, right? Uh, okay. Uh, Joyce says, I would love to hear more conversations when you talk about late a diagnosis, autism with teens, which is what I'm dealing with now. And with luck from um, their... The therapist was able to see this and help my kid out, but so many kids are lost in the system. We're going to be talking a lot about that, Joyce, in the coming weeks. Uh, in fact, Bonnie Yates is getting ready to do a show for us about child find, why so many kids have gotten so far in the system and not been, been found, and the things that we can be doing later on to help connect them to resources. we got a lot of resources that are coming for you, plus which on that stories from the spectrum, you're going to hear from a lot of people on the spectrum, some who were diagnosed early, but the resources that they got when they were teens and some who were diagnosed later. So, uh, I love Alicia says that her tiny human is very visual. 
I love that. And once you have that information, you can do all kinds of things with that. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the toy guide today, but one of the things we look for in the toy guide is, is things that ignite the senses for our kiddos. Absolutely love that. Okay. We got to get on to our topic for the week. Uh, cause I got my guests in the waiting room waiting to be here with us. Ah, uh, there it is. There's the term that I don't love. <laughs> The verbal offerings, which is why we, you know, I think we all know a little bit about some of the verbal offerings. These are the, the pieces of the language puzzle, the verbal offerings. So the things that we have to have in place in order to get to that communication that we really want to get to, which is why we brought up intraverbals, because I think it's one that you don't hear. You hear about expressive language, you hear about, uh, receptive language, uh, but we don't, we hear about labeling, but we don't hear that echoics we hear about, but we don't hear about intraverbals enough. And I think it's we're the promised land that we're all trying to get to. Okay. So that's that. So uh, our guests this morning, on very short notice. I'm so happy and thrilled that on this maiden voyage, uh, the first Autism Live on the Autism Network, we are welcoming uh, a wonderful mom and a remarkable young artist. So Yadira Calderon is here with us with her daughter, Rainbow Mosho. Hi, you guys. Hello. Hi. It Glad is so good to see you. We are very glad to be back. Very exciting. And uh, yes, I love last minute notices. I'm glad I was awake and it works out. So here we are again. It's like our, our pilgrimage. That's how I call it. Once or twice a year, you always open up the doors and that's just what is needed. You know, well, go ahead. Don't be mistaken. We love you. Uh, at both of you. And we just think that you guys are remarkable and inspirational. And you guys have so much going on uh, that it's like, I don't even know where to begin. But I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, since the last time we had you on the show, Rainbow, I feel like you had a birthday. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. And how old are you now? Um, 13. 13. So that's an amazing thing. You're a real official card carrying teenager now. Is that, <laughs> is that super fun to be a teenager now? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not so bad for a teenager. How many books do you have out now, Rainbow? Oh, I got, I got free books. We don't have the third book with us because we've been busy with the agenda. And what is budget. Yeah. Well, because the third book doesn't come out until October. Isn't that right, Mom? Yeah. Well, it's been on Amazon since the end of July. But as Rainbow just mentioned, and understanding these realities with budgets, etc., it is on its way. We should be getting it on our hands um, before October 20. But it is on Amazon right now. Can you tell them what's the name of your third book? Oh, my third book is called Balloons. It's about OCD, which means obsessive compulsive disorder. And it's something that I've experienced. Yes. Can I tell you, we have a little surprise for you today. Uh, that I, I was going to email you, but I thought I'm just going to tell you live on the show. Every year we put out a toy and gift guide. And in the toy and gift guide, we pick our top picks and we have several different categories. We have like the baby category. We have the preschool category, the school age, the teenagers, 
the adults, and we also have a category for caregivers. But then within each category, we have subcategories of like, what's the best puzzle? What's the best book? And this year in the 2021 category for school-aged children, we picked your new book, Rainbow <gasps> Oh, Shannon, that is so wonderful. Isn't that Thank fun? You so much. Yes, it is. Super well, exciting. we just felt that it's a really important book at a really important stage of development. And to hear it from a young woman um, on the spectrum herself who has dealt with some of these issues, we felt that that was a very important opportunity to give our school aged kids. So, it will be featured in our guide. You'll get an email about that very soon. Um, but I'm so proud of you, Rainbow Mosho, for having written this book and telling about telling about this important subject about OCD from your point of view. We think that it's a really important book. Thank you. Yes, um, I thank you for the words and uh, you have this marvelous vision. You've lived this longer than I have the reality of raising a child or children on the autism spectrum and the variety of realities. Like Rainbow just asked me, what is introverbal? So in simple words, like you did, I had to explain it to her. And I also celebrated her immensely. You know, um, the, the interesting fact with introverbal and asking that question without prompts and do, they're getting an answer, whether it is one word, four words, 10 words. Um, what is fascinating that this relates a lot to the concept of balloons, because mm -hmm. many of our children balloons, the type, that's the title of our book, and it discusses the reality of obsessive compulsive disorder, which many of our children do have uh, percent characteristics of OCD, whether it is official or not. Okay. And uh, when it comes to being introverbal and that reality is here, many cases our children get stuck on repeating that same word or set of words, you know, which moves on to echolalia, What's echolalia? that you repeat things. And well, echolalia is not that you repeat things, it's that you are asked a question like when, and what is, what day is it today? And you get stuck on Wednesday and everything that you may be asked, you are gonna say Wednesday. She did that for a while with the word orange. <laughs> and then pink. And pink, and mm -hmm. she remembers. So now you told me. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you remember now. <laughs> so um, this reality of obsessive compulsive disorder from the perspective of a child. And in this yeah. case, as we've discussed before, Rainbow now has the capability to express her emotions, to express her feelings, to ask questions. Um, can you tell her about the what, is, what was the experience you had that inspired you to write the book? With Gracie. Yeah, with Gracie. With your friend, yes. Sorry, with Jean. Go on. Well, what happened? Don't say your name. Why am I not? Please, just Please tell see. the story. Just well, it story. happened when she was being a really annoying one day when we were... I mean, uh, uh, she. I know she didn't mean it. It's just the reality she lived in. And it started to annoy me. And I yelled at her really bad. And mm. she didn't know what I was doing. And she started laughing. Mm. So as a parent, um, here I'm trying to stand back as I'm listening to all of this. And, but, 
and it, and at the same time, she also had this disease growing on her. Like yes, a mom the, didn't tell me to tell her that those are health issues, mi amor. Those are health issues, and really? many of our kids have many health issues. Mm -hmm. So going back to OCD, like when I get going back to OCD right now, let's concentrate. Like when on I OCD. get the um, like when my skin opens up when mm -hmm. I face the cold in November and that's, December and January and February. That's correct. And by the way, as you all know, our children, many of our children do also have ADHD, and we bring up all of these topics, etc. So we ADHD? have a, we well, later we'll talk about it. So we. <laughs> a plethora of all these three letter and four letter marvels that you know yes. that are a part of our lives and um with going back to the reality as a parent what do we do what do you do first of all as i've said as i've said it before i am here empowering rainbow i am here making sure that rainbow understands that um, we live in community, you know, um, right now we are home, she's doing virtual school, but we are still a part of community. And when you have a friend um, that reacts in a specific way, um, right now she can understand you cannot judge. Um, your reaction of screaming at her, that's completely unacceptable. I just I can't control my temper. And I mm -hmm. understand you feel frustrated because you were being asked constantly the same question um, or, or um, creating this uh, idea or situation that she didn't relate to it. So here's the reaction of frustration. Um, here is the reaction of the, the reality of not understanding. Um, so I made sure I told Rainbow, um, can you please make drawings um, based because she, as once this event happened, months later, she said, mom, I have an idea for a book. And she it was while we were in a cute and adorable little town in Chicago in illinois yes and she I tells know. me that and she says this is my idea for a book based on this ocd experience and uh, i said okay hold on <laughs> let's record it right <laughs> now so we transcribed that and i said okay what else do you want to tell about your story so i made sure that she worked on writing the steps and the story with the conflict crisis resolution you yeah. know and what was her message? What was her intention? How did she feel? So this book, Balloons, offers all of that from the perspective of a child, combined with the reality that Rainbow is an artist and she creates her own art. And she creates every single illustration that is in the book. And from my mind. Yes, and from your heart. And Can I say something? Yes, go ahead. My, one of my teachers, he has o OCD. He told you that? Okay, well, that's wonderful that your teacher is sharing that. You know, it's so important. And I also confessed to the class that I have OCD, mm -hmm. autism, dyslexia, yeah. PTSD, and ADHD. We are the power. We got all the letters. <laughs> we got all the letters. Rainbow, can I tell you something? I have OCD too. <gasps> yes, it's not surprise. Right? Yeah. A lot of people do. No, and no. so uh, I think it's great when we can talk about it and, and talk about what that means to us and share with our loved ones. Um, and I and I love that you create a book so uh, a school-aged child or older can read your book and someone can read it with them and it creates a platform in which they can talk about things, which is really remarkable. Mm. So we have to say that that book will become, it's available right now on Amazon for pre-order, correct? And Amazon Worldwide, uh, along with AutismHappyKingdom.com. Uh, dot, dot com. 
Yes. That's very good. And but it's not the only book that you guys have available on Amazon and on autismhappykingdom.com. So, uh, Rainbow, what are your other books? My other books are, are what are what I gained and lost during COVID nineteen, which is my first one, and uh, Rainbow Rabbit Meteorical the Alphabet Creature. This is for kids. This one is more of uh, to talk about with an adult. Really amazing. I love your drawing of the coronavirus. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I love all of your drawings, Rainbow. Uh, you're a beautiful artist. You're very talented at a lot of different things. Uh, you're a talented artist, but you are also a really amazing uh, figure skater. Uh, What's a figure skater? The ice skating. Ah, ice skating. Do you remember that experience that yes. you had with Scott Hamilton? I did two performances. Tomo Arigato Mr. Roboto Robots during yes. Christmas. And, uh, and on February 2nd, when I performed my ice skating skills and won a gold medal. Amazing. Want to see the medal? Right, right, uh, is right. it close by? I'd rather talk to you for right now, but we can look at the medal uh, a little bit later on. Uh, people are writing in and saying hello to you. Hello from uh, Congo. Uh, and, and somebody, uh, sent a lovely little animation for you that I don't know if you can see on the screen right there. Otto mm -hmm. Rock sent you an animation. So, uh, remarkable. You guys have been very, very busy doing a lot of different things. I understand you have a new partnership, mom. Yes, we are working with Linked, um, and this is Marisa Bentley, a wonderful parent as well, a parent of an adult uh, with a variety of reality strengths and challenges. Who's also an artist, and Marisa has created a website where she uses um, creates opportunity uh, for employment through art. And she's created uh, merchandise that where she puts the art of individuals on the autism spectrum and now a variety of disabilities. Um, and it's just beautiful. Um, so I can share that with you as well. So that's one of the partnerships. Yeah. Another partnership is with Artist Culture, Artist Culture. And it's this wonderful woman like from India. Her name is Sunaina, and one of our friends. And Sunaina went to school in England and she has her degree in art curating or something like that. And Sunaina is working with us and opening the doors for Rainbow to be showing her art in, in a variety of places. And they also were key, um, this idea of partnerships in helping her understand the reality of entrepreneurship. It's so many steps. And without partnerships, things don't work. Autism Life is a prime product of an incredible combination of partnerships throughout the years. Um, with Artist, Artist Culture, um, they also created a new website for Rainbow, which is rainbowmotion.com. Um, where she's presenting her artistic side and the experiences there. Uh, you're going to see her art. Um, there's a page called Community where you're going to see some of the activities. Like right now, Rainbow has an exhibit in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, where she's showing her art. On October 23rd, there's going to be a book reading that she will be doing at the Hendersonville Public Library. And I have to commend them. And I'm sure you have those experiences, Shannon, where an organization comes in without you asking and says the doors are open. So Diane Johnson, the, the library director at Hendersonville Public Library, my utmost respect uh, because she, uh, first of all, she has Rainbow's books. Uh, the people can 
take them home or see them online. And in June, Rainbow had her first book reading of Rainbow Rabbit meets Oracle, the alphabet. Picture. And I also showed my, and I also told of my fun facts and my dad who lives in Australia. Yes. Wow. So, and then on October 23rd, and Diane said, anytime Rainbow publishes a book, just let me know. Rainbow will come in and she will have a reading and signing. And it's like, oh, Diane, oh my God. Mm -hmm. So I urge, um, this is a great platform, all of these libraries um, in this wonderful country of ours, you know, we are self-published authors. We have an incredible platform and the doors need to be opened that we've noticed that there are all of these limitations and barriers uh, that they only work with books that have been published by publishing companies. So the Diane's of the world, the Shannon Pembroke's of the world, the autism lives of the world, the Sunainas of the, the Sunainas world. of the world are key to this process at Rainbow now at 13, she understands that as time passes, her skills, her talents, and her challenges will always be worked out and there will be a solution to be found and Rainbow will have a quality of life as an adult, but whatever may happen in the next five, eight, 10 years. But right, right. now, this is so important and we are being a prime example of hard work, with very, very, very limited funds and being able to do things. Nothing is stopping us. And she needs to see that now. Go ahead, sorry. Okay, what do you want to say? I, I want to tell you, uh, uh, one of my strengths is that I'm good at helping my mom and I'm a good doctor to her, to her and I help her take her blood pressure. She's not doing well and to, to uh, and later on at, at 3 p.m. we're going to go see a doctor. Oh, the details, yes. yes. Okay. So she's helping. Yes. I'm she makes her own food. Go ahead. Chen. I make my well, own. Well, I'm food. glad that you're taking care of your mom. And yeah. I think, you know, uh, it, I think this is so I get to spend this time with you guys because I think, I think what we're seeing is exactly, I experienced this when you get to a point where you fought so hard for language and now she's got a lot to say. And we want to honor that, Mosho. Sometimes that we want I speak a, a whole lot much. Yes, you do, and but, it's fine. But you know what? It's beautiful, and it's it's language that that you know you you fought for, that your mom fought for, and we appreciate everything that you have to say. Thank so, uh, and I'm glad that you're taking such good care of your mom. Um, yeah, because that's important. You take care of each other, right? Yes, yeah, we do. Want to know something? As long as it's not private, is it a it's private? It's not private. It's not private. <laughs> it's not funny. Go, go ahead. My school, Oliver Middle, is refusing to accept my art and books into it. Yes, and that's I, part of it. Go ahead. They allow I for a second, so I missed what you said. What did you say? My my school, Oliver, school. my old school, Oliver Middle School, is refusing to accept my art and books into it about diversity. They accept kids from other countries, but they don't accept that type of diversity of what I represent. And sometimes I think of gathering an angry mob with me and saying, accept diversity and autism. It's not your enemy. Hey, I wonder why aren't they accepting it? Why do you think they're not accepting it, Rainbow? Well, there's a technicality. The regulations that have been established, again, the same thing. Um, that since it's not a book that has been published by a publishing right. house or um, the in, in the Library of Congress, the book will not be a part of 
uh, or giving access to students to books like what Rainbow writes. Sometimes so, so, I feel like sneaking the books into the library. That's yeah, and that would be wonderful. Yes, I know you have great ideas. So those are um, those realities, and I explained to Rainbow that we cannot let that stop us, especially when we have other opportunities that doors are being opened. You know that we don't need to be limited all oh, because our books cannot be in the Nashville Public Library or uh, in Metro Nashville Public Schools or, or anywhere in the world. No, that's not exaggerated. That's not the way it works, Sorry. Um, that it's not going to happen when it is actually happening. And that's why we're doing, taking all of these steps, you know? Yeah. Um, and going back to OCD, this reality, many times I may hear about it for 200 times a day, okay? Yeah. And what do I do? And I, um, as a parent, I remind Rainbow, it's like Rainbow, Hold on one second. After the tenth time, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm a parent, after all. Sometimes a, she gives me the big eyes. I do give her. I do give her the big eyes. Okay. Um, and I and I, my main question to her, and I understand the science behind OCD, the research, the explanation, what it is. But when it comes to real life, all of those scientific explanations the psychology psychiatrists present, they are not applicable. Um, and I understand the fact that there's no choice with the reality of OCD, that it's just there and the intention to the wanting to find out, but you're still not satisfied. So you have to repeat it and you may create a little story. So my um, go-to at this stage where Rainbow can understand what I am sharing with her and my thoughts, my question to Rainbow is, is this something that you can solve at this moment? Can you, do you have a solution for this and right now? No. Does this, uh, do you telling me this same idea 200 times, does that provide quality of life? And Rainbow mm. now can understand these concepts and ideas. And that's where it's been a transition and it's allowed me uh, to take that deep breath okay, I understand where this is coming from. Let's make sure we bring in these concepts. Let's say these sentences and let's talk about it. And I tell her, we drove to uh, Virginia this summer. We drove to Florida. We and flew to Puerto Rico and stayed there for 26 days. We were expected to stay there for 10 days, but we ended up staying there for a whole for 16 more because we had COVID. Yeah, we tested positive for COVID and it was the perfect situation. So all of that and generated- what, And then a few days later, before we headed back home, we got the news that we know we were negative with COVID. The reason why we still had COVID is because the type of pick up the nose, yes. it, it was sending the both up germs from <laughs> that, but when it doesn't yeah, go up too high, it doesn't. Well, and then also we got better, Pamela. That's what we tell And uh, the night before we left Puerto Rico, I met the newest member of the family. Her name was Princess. She was a tiny puppy. She was oh. nine weeks old. Can I tell you a fun fact? I don't know if I've told you before. I was born in Puerto Rico. That's what? right. I remember now. I don't remember that. In Aguadilla. The, the, the yes. The it's an Air Force yes. base. Yes. I know. We were, we were in Aguadilla. We were at the, at the base. We were really? Did, did you go to the casino? Because that's where I was born, at the casino. <laughs> you were, was she, she was born in a casino? <laughs> it was a hospital there. back then. Uh, my mother loved a good casino, but not while she was in labor. Uh, it was a hospital on an Air Force base. And when they 
changed the Air Force Base, the the hospital, they turned it into a casino. So were you in that casino, Rainbow? No, no but uh, <laughs> I, in Puerto Rico, we saw lots of trees, even in the big cities. And Puerto Rico is doing something that the rest of the world should be doing, planting more trees and yes. keeping the environment alive. Yes, and after the hurricane in 2017, you know, Hurricane Maria, um, just um, how everything was taken, swept by the, this powerful force of nature to see nature coming back. It's just beautiful. It's just Not beautiful. just nature, people. And people as well, yeah. yeah and in well. Puerto Rico, we went to a place where long ago people couldn't walk through the old walkway through old San Juan. Right, right. A lot of changes. Well, can you share? And the island is overpopulated with lizards who are invasive species. Oh my species. God, yes. And, then, and that this first two nights when we were staying at my auntie Janet's house, I heard the koki whistling. It's it's this tiny and it's able to make this very loud whistling sound. Like it is, it is. Actually squeakier like that, but it sounds more of a frog croaking. Hey, I got tiny toy of it and I can. Yes, I know, I know. Let's tell Shannon what your next story is going to be about. Oh. Ideally, in by June 2022, Rainbow will publish three more Can books. Can I say it? Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, What's your story with it? I'm planning of a... Oh, uh, two ideas. One, get, one, someone gave me an idea of my great-grandpa, Abuelo Moncho. He was uh, the loudest... Per he was the... He was one of the two loudest people in my family, and he would always go like this. It's dinner ready! Kids, get back here! And even louder. So I can go louder if you want. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't think the mic can handle it. I know, I know. So that's story number one. What is your next story? Oh, my second book, it's called Playing. It's, uh, it's my adventures at the zoo. It's what I've had at the summer zoo camp and my third book i'm planning to do it just came to me it's called twinkle twinkle Sh little sugar glider it's about oh. a little sugar glider named sally and she lives in the Karanda rainforest of australia and her one wish in the whole world is to play with the stars above i'm even thinking of this cute little buff lullaby for the book okay twinkle. i love it go ahead Twinkle, twinkle, little Sally, how I wonder what you wish to be up there in the sky, sparkling brighter than before. Twinkle, twinkle, little Sally, how I wonder how you wish. Yay! That was and I'm wonderful. gonna be. I'm gonna be the one who takes out the book when we're oh, typing yes, on it. Yes, that degree of independence, you know, um, it is taking place. And I, again, this mom has been always texting in my books, and now it's we time. have done, been doing it together. Yes. And I help clean up, and we have an editor, our friend Stephanie Anas, who's in Greece. She's Greek Canadian, and I so can text out work. Yeah, and I can be the one who takes out. You the will be now at I this stage. She's capable to do so. Yes. But I love uh, that both of you, that when you have an idea, Rainbow, that you tell your mom and that your mom is smart enough to get out the recorder and record it. So, because a lot of time, I think what happens is that a lot of times when, when people are as creative as you are, Rainbow, that stuff is happening all the time. You've mm -hmm. got creativity happening 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if we don't record it, some of it gets lost just in the ether.
So I love that mom's recording it so that then you have a record of it so that it can be written down. And I just love the way you look at the world, Rainbow. It's beautiful. And, and we, we love that you guys come and join us from time to time. And we look forward to having you guys back on the show. Thank we you. want to make sure that everybody gets to know where to go to find out more about you guys. So I know Traven was putting up some of the links while we were talking and that the link rainbowmoshow.com is up right now. Plus there is autismhappykingdom.com. Correct. The books are also available on Amazon or they can order them directly sites. Is that correct? That's correct. Through autismhappykingdom.com, they can order the books. Um, ordering through us, supporting a small business, and uh, we send yes. a little extra goodies, stickers with art from the books and all of that good stuff. Uh, but yes, that. and then Amazon, you know, the reality, and that's how the doors are opened. You know, you have this big, huge conglomerate that makes it easier for people like us, you know, to yes. show a product, you know, and then yes. it's up to us to market it and just keep sending our messages. And thanks Absolutely. to you, Autism Live and Miss Shannon Penrod, you know, always welcoming us and just, it couldn't be more special. And you'll be featured in the, in this year's toy guide. Rainbow, you get the last word. What do you want to say? Um, want me to show you my medal? Oh, well, I don't think we're going to have time one. today. Yeah, How about yeah. the next time? Oh, yes, okay. thank you. All right. I could just send you a photo of it. I would like that, but I'll bet our viewers would like to see it the next time too. We'll, re we'll remember for next time. Okay. I'll remind you. But thank you both for being here on our maiden voyage on the Autism Network. I, I just uh, adore both of you and you're such an inspiration always. And Rainbow, keep creating. Mm -hmm. the, the world needs your creativity. Okay? Thank, thank you so much, Shannon, as always. And many blessings that we continue. Likewise, likewise. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is this draws to an end our first episode of Autism Live on the Autism Network. I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm, I'm so grateful for all of your support, all of you that are here with us. Uh, the, I wanted to comment, Dark Angel had written in and wanted to know about uh, her, her son's language. And I want to make sure, did you see the answer that was given yesterday from Dr. Grampichet? I wanted to make sure that you saw that. I also wanted to make sure that I said hello to Renata in Lithuania. So, uh, so thrilled to have all of you here and Creedy, uh, so wonderful that you're here as well. All right. We are going to be back tomorrow with Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy with a very special guest. I don't remember who that is. So we're going to tell you tomorrow and then make sure that two weeks from tomorrow, uh, we're going to have Dr. Temple Grandin on for a very special hour where she'll be answering your questions. I've said this before on the show that Dr. Grandin loves to get the questions. She loves for me to get them earlier because a lot of times you guys will ask the same question. You know, one person will ask or one question, but another person will ask the question in slightly different words, but it's the same question. Like, how do I get my kiddo to want to get up and do something? Um, but one person might say, how do I get my teenager to be involved in something? And somebody else says, how do I get my teenager motivated? So she likes it if I group the questions together and then come up with a question like, like, how do I motivate my teenager? So that's just an example, but please send your questions in. I also try to pepper in when you guys have a specific message or a 
comment or a thank you to her, I try to pepper that in as well. You can be sending those to me right now uh, at Shan to Shannon at autism-live.com, and I'll be curating those questions over the next two weeks. But we are back tomorrow live. Nancy Allspot Jackson will be joining me. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.